0: About five years down the road, um,
1: you're you're living in Los Angeles. City of Angels, baby. The one and only. (laughs) Mike Trout signed that big contract. Yeah. When he found
0: out you were coming, he was like kind of pumped.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like at that point where I'm on Mike Trout's radar? Yeah, dude. You're on Mike Trout's radar. He
0: has a he has a cork board in his in his garage. A cork board. <laughs> yeah, he's got a big cork board. And it's it's called text and everything. It's called Mike it's called Mike Trout's radar. <laughs> and it's where he tracks the art that he likes.
1: <laughs> I love this. For the yeah. listeners at home, this is the center fielder for the Los Angeles Angels. Guy who Mike might, Trout. who who like May go down as the greatest
0: baseball player of all time. He very well could. Certainly the best right now. Yeah. And he is a fan of Danny. Goodwin. Yeah. You're like, on his.
1: This is a big you're deal. You're on his radar. Here, dude. <laughs> I've been waiting for
0: this day. He's got a he's got it's like a, he's got a little dart. <laughs> it says Danny Goodwin on the tip. Yeah. And it's pointed in Austin, Texas. <laughs> and when he finds out you're moving to L.A., Ooh, baby. he rushes home from batting practice Yep. He's like, look, I can take extra cuts later. I got to do something. Mike Trout walks into his palatial mansion. Ooh. <laughs> he walks right past his personal chef, Yeah, Philippe. Philippe. He says, uh, Mr. Trout, <laughs> why are you home so early? Philippe. And he, and he goes, not now, Philippe. I got something to do. And Philippe just kind of like shrugs. They haven't been on good terms lately, right? Yeah. So Real he quick, goes, is Philippe a
1: French name? I I don't. I, I mean, it it's, is. Yeah, I, I was. Right. It's his. It's his name. <laughs> you were to a French man named Philippe. So you um, go. No, I mean,
0: <laughs> so Mike Trout goes through his house. He goes out into his garage. And with a big fucking smile on his face, he pulls that dart out of Austin, Texas. Yeah, and he plants it right in the middle of Los Angeles. Holy shit! He says the exact same thing. He goes, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Mike Trout's a big fan because you uh, you recently made a hit movie. You wrote a hit movie. Whoa! Yeah, what's wrote, it
1: called? It's called. Uh, it's a jungle out there. <laughs> it's a jungle. <laughs> yeah (laughs) who's in it what's it about i gotta know uh, what this movie's deal it's it stars uh reese witherspoon i love reese i love what she's been doing on big little lies i'm excited for season two
0: well uh she plays a down on her luck
1: retail worker can i I ask this Uh how many seasons of big little lies have there been in this five year span.
0: I mean, I'm not sure when it started, but it's still going.
1: It's still going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. So however many that is. So she's she's playing like a a down on her luck retail worker, somebody who just can't really get her shit together. She's trying to find love. She feels that biological clock ticking, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like a series of unsuccessful dates. Right. <sighs> she finds love in the end. Either way, it's it's like a smash hit. Romantic comedy. It's a jungle out there. It's a jungle out there, because <laughs> it is, dude. It I mean, really is, and you know, I love
1: Reese Witherspoon, so I'm glad yeah. this worked out. It works
0: out for her, uh, but there's like such a demand for a sequel. V- really, there's it's a like, demand for a sequel. This is a big fucking like summer hit, big time. Like it's it. It's like a it crosses gender. It crosses wow. like race you know it's it's a movie for, like for everyone it's a very you know diverse cast i love that it's a it's 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 like uh people are calling you the next john hughes <laughs> the But next a, john but a, hughes a variety does a, <laughs> a story on you called the next john hughes and then in parentheses go but like a good guy yeah you know was oh, he not a good guy i mean i don't know all of his secrets
1: i feel like
0: i feel like you do you're so Variety writes that article <laughs> Either way So you're you're out in Los Angeles People are clamoring for It's a jungle out there too Even Junglier Even who? Even Junglier uh, even,
1: <laughs> even Junglier <laughs> It's a
0: working title
1: I think that could sell though
0: Yeah <laughs> You think that and you're like You know what this might be This might be my year th- Yeah So you but like It was your first It was like your first movie You right. know So you're like Yeah, it's been nice, but you're not, like, where you want to be. Right. You're you're still hungry, you know? So you're seeing, like, big-time dollar signs. You're like, here's where I I cash in. Yes. So you're thinking of, like, how can I do
1: another movie, you know? And you are just, like, stuck. But, all right, am I going to come to a crossroads where I got to make a sequel to It's a Jungle Out There? and or make so- something completely different like the thing that's going to get you that
0: big deal that you want the thing that's going to that's going to really help you take a, the next step up okay. the level up thing to do right now is it's a jungle out there too right you can have passion projects and you have some passion
1: <laughs> projects <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, you've been writing some very passionate <laughs> things lately. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> but for right now. What kind of go- passionate things? You've got a you've got a script you're working on called <laughs> The Red Ones.
1: The Red Ones.
0: Yeah. It's like a it's about a man who has a three-way <laughs> like a, like a love triangle <laughs>
1: with
0: with two twins who only wear red
1: oh shit
0: yeah oh
1: my god and there's just it's just like a lot of
0: graphic sensual lovemaking yeah there's a lot of mists involved you know mists. a lot of a lot of salves. it's just it's like it's a very sav heavy film right uh, <laughs> uh there's, there's a magazine that, that heard about it and they they like wrote a cover story on you it's called sav enthusiast monthly sav enthusiast yeah it's a new it's a new publication that just launched it's just for like you know people uh, it's a lot of like editorials and a lot of like questions from the readers who have like they describe like a rash or like a burn and they're asking like what's the best salve. But there's like some <laughs> there's like some erotic salve talking there every once in a while. Yeah. So I'll you like that. so you need to write. It's a jungle out there too. I have to. You have to. But you're just struggling to make it work, you know? Right. You're because the first movie was like from a, from like a place of real frustration and yes. like it was from like a, a place that was like grounded in reality and it was it was something that you really kind of poured a lot of like life experience into. Yeah. And I felt good about it. You felt great about it. And it, there was more of you in that movie. Than in anything else you'd ever done Right And now you have to kind of like Tap into that again But you're a different person now Things are like looking up You know Things are like While they're not great Like nobody wants to see Somebody who's like In a place of privilege Complain for 90 minutes Like you know what I mean You're just not You can't tell your story again Right I understand So you're struggling You're really thinking about like What's the story I can tell Yeah And so you uh one of the things that like helps you find inspiration is like, oh, you look at other things, you know, what else is out there? What, what books are out there? What are people reading? What are people listening to? So you're trying to like just present a bunch of stimuli to your brain and, and see if like you can take pieces of things and, and can you, can you use this to, to make the next thing for you? You go to a bookstore, you start, uh, walking around, you're browsing through like fiction, you know? Like uh, then you start to go into some of the genre stuff, like mystery and thriller and sci-fi and horror, and you're just like picking out books at random. Yeah, just kind of reading the back, you know. You're just reading the story on the jacket and just seeing if anything grabs at you, you know. Just like what what is out there. A small diminutive man walks up to you and he goes, "Can I help you find something, sir?"
1: Is Michael Park working at this bookstore? No. <laughs> no. I looked I, I looked down on him. Because like, you, you said he's a small man. He's a small man. Um, I don't like look down on him, emotionally speaking. Yeah, just, you just look down to meet his like, gaze. Physically, I would have to yeah. look down to meet his gaze. What'd you say? What, what would you say to him? I was like, yeah, I think you can help me with something. I'm... Really trying to put together my next big project, and I don't know if you know who I am, but I look—I made it's a jungle out there, and I'm trying to work. He on says, this sequel. "I don't go to the cinema often." <laughs> well, what kind of stuff could I find here? What kind of stories could I find here? He goes,
0: "Any story you want
1: to uh, to influence." Like, have you have you seen the movie? Have you seen? No, but it's I hear a good out things. There? I think, um, honestly, you mentioned uh, some of the genres that were there. Uh, Maybe we could go to the horror section. I could put a horror spin on this. He goes, I'm not
0: much of a fan of today's horror.
1: Oh. He goes, I I prefer the classics. What kind of classics?
0: He goes, we've got lots of classics. He goes, I'll tell you what. Head on back, go through the glass door, go in the classic section. Okay. Just look through the classics. I think you'll find what you're looking the for. The glass door. Mm-hmm. You walk through this bookstore. There's like a glass door along a back wall, kind of isolated from everything. Yeah, I mean, but it's just like, you know, it's just like a separate, like side room. It's where mm-hmm. they keep like classic books or like rare books. You know, right? There's like an ornately carved sign above the door that just says "classics" on it.
1: <laughs> All right. you I'm go in with? on that.
0: So you, you go in? I go in for right? sure. You're, there's like a, it's like a long hallway, right? That goes pretty much straight back from the door. Every like ten feet or so, there's a little room that opens up, and there, uh, you walk through, and they're all labeled. You know, they're all classic. So it's like once again, fiction, fiction literature. Yeah, science fiction, mystery, horror. You know, and there's like all these you know, and they have like nonfiction stuff too, biographies, true crime, metaphysical. So every like few feet, there's another one of these classics rooms. You go through and you kind of look at everything and it all kind of makes sense. The very last one above the door, it just
1: says inspiration. Inspiration, huh? Yeah. I'm. I think I'm interested in this I'm very specifically looking for some inspiration I'm gonna check this I'm gonna check this out So you go in
0: You open the door When it creaks it just says Danny Whoa What? That's my name You take a step inside the door closes Fuck Just quietly Oh shit Yeah it's nothing big is there like a wind? Is it dark in here? It is dark. Um, in the middle of the room, there's a pedestal. It's yeah. probably about six feet tall. There's a little like enclave in the pedestal, yeah. and there's a light above it. And there's a book sitting on there.
1: It's a red book. <laughs> what do you read from it? Absolutely. It seems to be pretty important. You know, it's really standing out, and I'm already in the inspiration section. This seems like my best bet. So you walk, you take a couple steps closer towards it. Once you enter the room,
0: every step you take closer to it, um, you see that the book, like, opens up. Yeah. And the book has, like, googly eyes <laughs> in the middle, like one on each page. It's got a big uh, cartoon smile, arms and legs. And in its left hand, it's holding a switchblade. It's the sharpest switchblade you've ever seen. And you get real close to it, and he goes, Hello there. My name's Jimmy Page. And he starts throwing the switchblade back and forth in between his hands. He's, Jimmy Page. He's doing tricks, man. He's like, it looks like it looks so dangerous. He's got eyebrows, and you the see him, and he just kind of like raises them. He goes, You looking for some inspiration?
1: Shit. He's a legend So yeah I'm gonna listen to this guy For sure I'm looking for some inspiration He's
0: what exactly do you want He's just throwing that fucking
1: switchblade dude Oh my god
0: You can almost hear it cutting the air Wow
1: So is this threatening or is he just showing off it's his skills Mesmerizing, right? But you know
0: that at any second oh my Any god. second He could change the direction of that blade and put it anywhere he wants. And you there's nothing you could do to stop it.
1: Um, uh, you know what? Since I'm so mesmerized by the fucking knife tricks, guess what I want to learn from this guy? Okay. Some fucking knife tricks, all right? He goes, that's
0: what you want? Yes. Knife tricks? Yeah. He goes, I can teach you some knife tricks. <laughs>
1: This accent changed Wait, and this is lead guitarist Of Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page No It's just a man named Jimmy no, Page No, it's a, it's, a it's a book It's a book
0: It's a book with googly eyes He has arms and legs And he's throwing a switchblade back and forth I forgot
1: he was a book
0: Yeah, you're in a bookstore, Danny <laughs>
1: he's, a, he's a book and his name is Jimmy Page It's coming, it's coming to me in waves. Like two minutes later, I get it. His name is Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. (laughs) Oh my god! So Jimmy Page,
0: you know it's okay. Jimmy Page is offering to help you. You're asking him to learn knife knife tricks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I want to learn. I want to learn how these knife tricks work.
0: Okay, so you don't want him to help you
1: with. It's a jungle out there, too. Here's the thing. I think one thing leads to another here. Okay. And I think that learning the knife tricks, learning this new skill, kind of taking my mind off the story. Yeah. And maybe furthering my own story. Yeah. Becoming... A higher version of yourself. Becoming the knife wielding man i was born to be <laughs> that you've always desired to be and that you think about that is, that's the inspiration bro that's you, how i write the next movie
0: you used to be like really into knives as a kid like some kids were into like fire you know right. what i mean you uh you were walking home from school one day and you found a butterfly knife on the side <laughs> of the road and you picked it up and it was like riding a bike dude it's almost like you just like you just felt so at home with it, I'm gonna you, know? give
1: you I'm going to give you guys a little peek behind the curtain here. This would knives scare me so much. I mean, they do
0: now. So, but back then, oh
1: they didn't. shit! Back then they didn't. You know, it was a simpler time back then. Is there going to be an explanation to why knives scare me? Now? I'm not really sure. We can find out. Let's cross that bridge when we get to it. So Jimmy Page is staring at you. The book.
0: Yes, the book the book named Jimmy Pig. With the googly eyes. He's got googly eyes. He's got eyebrows. He's got He's got a cartoon mouth. And he's just got that fucking switchblade, man. <laughs> tossing it back and forth. And I'm gonna learn from him. And he's gonna teach you knife skills. Yeah. He goes, Okay, you just gotta do me one favor. <laughs>
1: oh no. What's the favor?
0: He goes, I'll help you out. You just have to you have to make a sacrifice.
1: Oh god damn it. What sacrifice?
0: He goes, turn the page and find out. All right. Turn the page. So you grab his page. And as soon as you grab it, you you hear him like, oh, like, it's almost like he likes it. Oh, and what? you start pulling the page and it's like kind of stuck. And he goes, keep pulling. And you have to like oh, he's pull like into this. this page apart. And he's just, oh,
1: yeah. What the hell? He's really, and
0: you're like pulling <laughs> these pages apart and they feel like. They feel flesh-like almost, and you're just pulling these two pages, and he is Holy. in heaven. So I'm just if a fucking, book If a book had a I'm, dick...
1: I'm fucking sexually pleasuring a book right now. I mean, now. he doesn't
0: have a dick. He's He doesn't have a... You know, he just loves the way it feels. <laughs> so you turn him, and you see that his pages are a little pink, like a newborn's cheeks. <laughs> he kind of, like, shakes it off, and he goes, All right. Printed. On the page is a name and an address. <laughs> what is it? He goes, there he is. Take him out. Oh no. And I'll teach you all the knife skills. I have to kill, kill this man.
1: He goes, that's the deal. I have to kill this man in order to learn these you knife see that he's skills. He's got a, he's got a little
0: script. he's got a little uh he's got a little uh, <laughs> uh where we're at? he's got a little cigarette <laughs> hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> he's smoking it. <laughs>
1: It's on like one of those long cigarette holders, though. Yeah, you like know? A, one of those Cruella DeVille's. Yeah. Um. So I go to this. I'm gonna go to this guy's house. Yeah. I just want to see who he is. So, now, I might not even go with the intention of killing him. I might just scope out. What's the deal? What,
0: so what you drive saying? to the address. I'm the guy's name. Guy. The guy's name is Dell Farman. Del Farman. And. Uh, Del Farman is like uh kind of a slight man in his early forties. Right. You uh you go to the address, you kind of park on the street, he uh he lives alone. Right. <laughs> he pulls up in like a like a house in a suburb, you know, like a subdivision, like a split level three bedroom home. Yeah. He gets out of his Camry, checks the mail, <laughs>
1: walks inside. What do you do? I'm going to like find uh, uh, some like flyer uh-huh. and pretend like I'm going door to door and just go to his house with the flyer. So you find make uh, up some excuse. You go
0: to like a neighbor's mailbox. You open it. There's a flyer for uh, Grendel's pizza in
1: there. Uh, right. It's a lo- local pizza place. So I'm going door to door, giving people suggestions on you know, pizza yeah. discounts. And through that, I get to talk to this guy. I get to talk to Del Farman and see what kind of guy he is. So you
0: uh, you go, you knock on his door. He comes to the door. He just peeks his head around. He goes, can I help you? He's very like, very like, he looks just like he's tense. He right. like his whole body is having a Charlie horse. He just, you know, on
1: edge. Uh, um, I'll be like, uh, hey, sir, I think you're... Uh i think your mail got in my mail and i think this is your these are your pizza deals he was what <laughs> what are you talking about you're del farman right this is was, this yeah is i'm del you. farman how do you know jimmy page he was who's jimmy page He's, are you are talking about the guitarist, Led Zeppelin? No, I'm talking about this book. I'm not really into. He has legs. I'm not really into rock and music. like googly eyes. I'm a he's jazz got guy. Eyebrows. And when you flip his pages, around, are you all right, sir? They stick together. He's he's horned up. By he's, I don't had, I don't
0: want what you want. He slams cheeks. the door in your
1: face. <laughs> he slams the door. I I can't kill that man. I can't do it. So what do you do? <laughs> Can't can't kill him. So I go back to Jimmy Page and just tell him, thanks for the offer. I mean, I, maybe I maybe I don't learn knife anymore. Maybe I go another direction. He but, goes, I understand. It's not the life for everybody. Right.
0: He goes, well, I'll see you when I see you. I'm glad we could come to an understanding, Jimmy Page. You leave the inspiration room. Right. You leave... You call your agent, and you're like, man, I'm just really stumped on this. Like, well, we have a week to get a proposal together. Yeah. So you spend that week just, like, searching for inspiration, just haunted by all of your successes, you know? Yeah. And you just think about Del Farman (laughs) and how he just looked like a man who lived his life in complete fear. (laughs) And how it might have been a mistake. Del Del And that Del Farman... (laughs) Had never experienced what you have. (laughs) And you felt better than him. And he felt like, you know what, maybe putting out of his misery would have been the good thing. You spend that next week just searching and searching. You ultimately go to your agent and say, look, I don't have anything right now. They go, well, we got to have it. You have 24 hours. You continue to search, continue to search. Nothing comes to mind. You call your manager and your agent. They say, We can't do this anymore. Oh, no. They they drop you as clients. Oh, fuck. Nobody will really touch you because you never come up with an idea again. (laughs) So you live off of the the small royalties that you made on the first movie. It's a jungle out there. It's a jungle
1: out there. It's going to be on TBS like a few times.
0: It is. But you uh, get such a small portion of it (laughs) that you like. Most of the money went to Brian Singer. (laughs) Yeah. So you get such a small portion of it that you just like, you kind of like. You can't work anymore. So you kind of price yourself out of Los Angeles. Right. You move back to Austin. You start doing open mics. You're doing the uh you're doing the Cap City open mic one Sunday. How does Mike Trout feel about all this? Mike Trout uh removes you from his board. He doesn't <laughs> say anything to anybody. He actually uh burns the board. He's a changed man. He doesn't hit over 250 for the rest of his career.
1: <laughs> he just sucks from that. Yeah, day he gets off. thrown out on every stolen base attempt. How many. World Series, do the Rangers win? I mean, none. <laughs> fuck.
0: So you just kind of like, you wind up moving back home. You uh, you do the Cap City open mic. Everybody's excited because you haven't done stand-up in so long, and they're just, you know, excited to see you. You fucking just eat shit, man. You just eat it so <laughs> bad. You bomb so hard. You bomb hard. You, you drive back to your Airbnb. You just think about how, like, your life could have been so much different if you right. just made the right choices. You go to the target right on research. You buy a garden hose. You pull out back where nobody will see you. You run the hose into the car and turn it on. No. And then you just pass out. <laughs> and you fucking die. <laughs> you die behind a target. Who
1: so would? Do do?
0: Somebody calls in a bomb threat in that target and they are evacuated for seven days. <laughs> So your body just sits in the Texas sun inside of a (laughs) rental car for seven days, and nobody finds it. Oh,
1: my God. Nobody even
0: bothers calling to see if you're okay. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, they just discover you.
1: This is in five years? (laughs) Yeah,
0: dude. You better get on it. Holy (laughs) shit. Yeah, you fucked up, man. Jimmy Page could have given you the answers to anything, and you asked for knife tricks. (laughs)
1: Like a a maroon. (laughs) He fucking died. God damn it.